1: Inflation is a global reality, and in South Africa, it's a local reality as well. Surviving SA Inflation is a piece that I received from the desk of Sumesh Chetty, who's a portfolio manager at 91 in Cape Town. And it says here, Surviving SA Inflation, that's the banner headline, South Africans are now suffering the pain of inflation without having benefited from a significantly stronger economy. What can investors do to safeguard and grow their money? Sumesh Chetty is with me now. Sumesh, it's the enemy isn't it? Inflation is the enemy because what it essentially means is that the goods that you bought a year ago are now 7, 8, 9, 10% higher than they were that year ago, depending on where you live. But in South Africa, yeah, it's a
0: reality and it's horrible. Uh, hi, Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's, it's a reality. And I think it's front and center now because you're seeing such large numbers. You're mid-7s for South Africa in the ten. 10- for the UK in the high eights for the US right now but investors should never lose sight of the fact that inflation is always the enemy you know we get too caught up in this pursuit of alpha what has the market done how much have you outperformed the market by but investors often forget that you can't eat alpha what do I mean by that market's down 30 percent funds are down 20 percent it doesn't help that you've outperformed by 10 percent you should always have an, an eye on inflation Unfortunately, in the current environment, it's just so much higher than we've experienced in the last uh, 10, 15 years. Uh, remember, South Africa used to always struggle with inflation back in the day. Inflation targeting, I think, was introduced in 2002 here, um, and, and for most I guess investment professionals and investors. You know, it's the first time they're really feeling the impact of this phenomenon that just just erodes all your savings.
1: Yeah, inflation targeting. Let's go back to that 2002. Goodness me, was it that long ago? That's two decades ago. Yeah. And just to reiterate, or rather put it on the table, it's three to six percent is the target range of the South African Reserve Bank for South African inflation. And I must say they've done a very good job. They've had some external influences which have helped them. But 3 to 6% has uh, served them quite well, although we have gone through the limit. And of course, they will take actions in order to bring it back down to their target of, uh, let's call it 4.5%. But what is really important is that asset managers like yourself uh, can keep up with it. And that's a really, really tough task.
0: Yeah, it is, and and also keep in mind when you think about the three to six percent, we, we've obviously exceeded um, the six percent level previously, um, because there are factors that impact inflation that are completely outside the control of central banks in the world, and the, and the two big factors today are of course uh, the, the the price of petrol or the price of oil. It's petrol that that affects the consumer's pocket directly, and of course the price of food. And because these prices are set internationally, it doesn't matter what central banks do uh, in terms of interest rates. uh, You know, the, the price is the price, and what you have to do is you actually have to destroy demand. And why it's so much harder in South Africa is demand is already so weak because this economy, as you said, hasn't had growth in so many years. Now, it is the job of asset managers to deliver on these inflation targets. There are going to be times, though, when it gets more difficult, and we are in one of those periods where it's particularly difficult because not only do you have high inflation, but you've got um, market disruptions or market dislocations. You know, the the period that I always keep top of mind is 2008, not, not because it was the global financial crisis, but you had inflation and equity markets moving in opposite directions. So I think inflation in South Africa in 2008 was around 10 or 11 percent, and our equity market was down 26 percent. So in an environment like that, just over that one-year period, you can do nothing to outperform inflation because, you know, even if you're sitting in cash, cash right now is negative real. So when you think about combating inflation, you really have to think of it on a longer time horizon. So, you know, you've got to think about three, five, seven year periods because the relationship with equities and inflation ultimately it does reassert itself because clearly management teams are going to pass on or attempt to pass on those pricing increases to their end investors. But I think, What's going to be most worrying for investors right now is the fact that you have high inflations and you have that dislocation and disruption occurring in asset markets right now.
1: Yes, there is a dislocation. I would agree with you entirely. Do we have stagflation at the moment? Is there a chance of there being uh, nascent stagflation uh, or is stagflation already a reality? In other words, higher prices and low growth and therefore uh, that impacts
0: on the stock market.
1: Uh, I don't want to dwell on that too much, but it's an important point.
0: No, I think it's a really important point. You know, let's let's not look at a point in time. Let's just look at w- where we are since since the end of 2019. Because you know, 2019 was probably our last normal year before COVID hit. You can very much argue we've had stagflation because since the end of 2019, you know, in in real terms, the economy hasn't really grown. We're we're still. I think we're just getting back to where we were at the end of 2019. But we've had inflation throughout, and now we've got excessively high inflation. So for this period at least, I guess on a retrospective three-year view, you could argue there has been stagflation. And the biggest fear, I guess, is that at the end of 2019, our economy was growing by about 0.3%, so effectively 0% real. What happens if we return to that, but inflation still remains at maybe not... Uh, high sevens but if, if inflation gets back to four and a half to six percent yeah uh, that that's not ideal no it's not
1: ideal at all i mean in, inflation i think what uh, the market wants is that sort of goldilocks inflation sumish of like two mm. to two and a half percent because that means that the economy is growing but people aren't suffering that much maybe their wages are increasing by around about the same amount and you know companies grow and they can afford to pass on two to two and a half percent in price terms But we've got inflation that is incredibly different to the two to two and a half percent that i've just alluded to Uh, so we've got inflation for all the wrong reasons a lot of it imported a lot of it because of the international situation what do you do then as an asset manager to combat this very difficult as i said earlier on in my introduction
0: well that to be clear we have to differentiate so inflation in our country of and a half 5% that's not bad we we, we shouldn't be at the 2% that you see in developed markets because naturally our economy should be growing faster and it should come with slightly greater inflationary pressures than in the US for example similarly you would expect lower returns to emerge from the US and that hasn't been the case given that you know inflation happens to be lower there And you would expect higher returns to emerge from South Africa because inflation happens to be higher here. You know, that inflation is just, it's the base on which you demand real returns and then an equity risk premium, for example, over and above that. So as asset managers in South Africa, your starting point should be are assets appropriately priced for the environment? And when we look at the environment that we're in right now, you know, the the starting point, unsurprisingly, should be something like inflation-linked bonds. And inflation-linked bonds, you know, given the... The, the negativity that has built up towards South Africa over the last couple of years. And, and, and you know, it's it's not unmerited, but given the negativity that, that's built up, you're getting 35 to 4% from inflation-linked bonds. Absolutely fantastic investment. Comes with risk, comes with some volatility, but it's a great investment. Liquidity happens to be a little bit tight. You move up there. Our nominal bonds, and I sound like a broken record, but our nominal bonds are giving you right now a yield of 11%, that's on our 10-year SA government bond, right now at a yield of 11%, and with inflation at, let's call it 7.8%, that's a very strong real return. And then for those investors who want to take on yet more risk, you can achieve growth by buying businesses with low economic sensitivity offshore. Now, in the South African context, there are businesses you can buy as well, but you've got to be a little bit careful because the South African businesses are still being held hostage to the lack of growth. And it's so much harder to pass on inflation to the end consumer. You know, you take a great business like AVI, for example, um, Strong Brands, they are a consumer staple business. They should be able to pass on cost to the end consumer. But over the last couple of years, this business has made money by constantly taking expenses out of the system because they've been unable to pass uh, price increases on to a consumer that has been struggling. And so when we think about constructing those portfolios, you've really got to think about, well, do you have an appropriate risk premium built in against inflation? And if you're dealing with an equity, can the business you are purchasing pass on all those input cost pressures. Now, it doesn't happen, have, have to happen immediately. I think anyone who expects a direct hedge against inflation on a day-by-day basis outside of inflation-linked bonds needs to change their assessment of what they're looking for. But I think you know if you, you have a, a three-year horizon or a five-year horizon, there are a lot of fantastic opportunities today that will see you through the storm. But short term, Lindsay, you know, the next month, three months, six months, there's a lot of volatility that you're going to have to stomach. And that should also be a reminder to investors that you're probably going to have to tighten your belt for a little bit. Yes. Yes. I
1: agree with you entirely. You mentioned AVI. I don't want to get stock-specific because it's inappropriate for this podcast. But I will say that the price-sensitive and sophisticated South African consumer is exactly that. And if something like a ShopRite, for example, versus a Spa or a Woolworths or whatever other retailer you want to mention, they can't put up their prices because they, as I said, the South African consumer will then switch Quite easily in order to save money, but I don't want to talk about specific stocks I want to talk about your specific strategy. How do you cope with this? Do you say to yourself? Okay Inflation is here, but it's not going to be here forever because in a year's time It's going to come back to three and a half to four and a half percent in South Africa and maybe to four to five percent in the United States So do you say I'll sit tight or do you adjust your strategy
0: Samish? So we're dynamic you do have to make adjustments. And the issue is not about whether inflation comes back or not. Inflation has to come back. Just mathematically, base effects, however high you think it's going to get. We don't, we don't have to debate if the current level of inflation is the peak or not. Ultimately, it's going to come down. Is it two years, three years, four years? doesn't matter. Um, but it comes down. What does matter, though, is what is that ultimate level it gets to? And what keeps us up at night is, you know, if you you take the Fed, for example, everyone's talking about long-term inflation coming back to 2%. But there are changes in the world that suggest that inflation needs to be higher going forward. If you take something as simple as, well, it can't be 2%, let's say it goes to 3%. It doesn't sound like a significant change. But that higher inflation by one percent adjusts where bond yields need to be in the u.s that adjusts the potential cost of capital it adjusts the return that you require from equities and it, it has massive knock-on implications now why do we think that inflation could potentially be higher? very very simple reasons we've seen what's happened in the world we've seen the tensions between the us and china we've seen this massive impetus around deglobalization the last 20 years have been all about globalization china exporting deflation to the rest of the world and we think that's fundamentally changed you know if you are not a believer that deglobalization is going to occur well think about what's happening with energy we understand that carbon emissions need to come down and there isn't a cheap replacement for fossil fuels. The cost of energy needs to go up over time. Then you think about things like aging populations and declining productivity. Everything points to inflation being higher, not low. And I don't mean higher than current, but higher than the last 20 years. So simply then, when you start thinking about constructing portfolios, you've got to be very careful of just holding on to the past and saying, wait, we can do exactly what we did in the past. It doesn't matter. This will pass. We just need to write it out. You actually have to actively Assess the environment and say, things potentially are going to be worse. And that's why ensuring that you have appropriate risk premiums built into the assets that you are purchasing matters. So when we think about that portfolio today, you can't say there's going to be a return to normal, hold hold tight. You really have to make sure that you have appropriate inflation- beating assets in the portfolio. So more than ever, we're focusing on that pricing power and extracting inflation risk premiums okay. from bonds, either inflation linkers or nominal bonds.
1: Okay, so what you're saying, your strategy has been tweaked because of the inflationary environment and the potential persistent uh, inflationary in, environment. On the other hand, your core principles are still the same and equities can bridge Correct. the gap and they will continue to bridge the gap whether inflation be uh, 6 or 7% or one5 to 2.5%. Is that Correct. what you're saying?
0: Correct, but it's not, it's not the strategy that's been tweaked, it's the, it's the positioning within the funds that gets tweaked slightly, you know, so the strategy and the philosophy doesn't change. And just be careful, Lindsay, when you think about those equities, we've got a balance. Yes, we believe they'll deliver the inflation plus requirement over the medium term, but you've also got to be very cognizant about the volatility that you're taking on right now. So you have got to be far more discerning around any cyclicality that exists within the portfolio. So you've got to think hard about those names that you think aren't going to do as well if we see a continuation of the downturn we're experiencing now. Sumesh, thank you so much for your insight.
1: Sumesh Chetty is a portfolio manager at 91 in Cape Town. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position